the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Dreamer speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. We've talked about many gods since January. We talked about the God of technology. We talked about the God of drugs. We talked about the God of gambling. We talked about what other gods we've talked. We talked about God of music, the God of self. Oh, we talked about God of food. We talked about a lot of gods. Y'all thought y'all didn't have gods, but you found out you had more gods than you could think. And we broke them down and took a close look at each one of them so that we can identify strongholds on our lives that God would be God in our lives. Has God been dealing with you in this series? Have you have you seen where you have fallen short? Have you seen some areas where you bowed down and you need to renounce that and repent and to worship him alone? Well, there's another God that we want to present to you this morning. And I want to talk about the God of pleasure. The God of pleasure. This is a God that we need to take note of. And it's a God that we need to look at because many have bowed down to the God of pleasure. How do you define pleasure? Pleasure is defined as a state of gratification and enjoyment. It is defined as a state of gratification and enjoyment. It is anything that brings us delight or joy. Pleasure. And today, multitudes, multitudes are bowing down to the God of pleasure. In other words, many seek pleasure, desire pleasure, and live for pleasure because they're in love with pleasure. So much that they have worshiped the God of pleasure. Let me just show you something that's tucked away in a verse that you probably haven't noted in uh, recently look at second timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 second timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 you're going to see there something for all of us are you with me second timothy 3 1 through 4 look look what it says but know this that in the last days, are we in the last days? Yeah, yeah. This verse gives us the signs of the times and the signs that are, are an indication that we are in the last days. And once you look at these 
signs, you can see without a doubt that we're in the last days. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Are we in the last days? Unthankful, unholy, unholy. Unloving. It's getting quiet now. <laughs> Unforgiving. I don't have to explain those. You know what that means. Slanderers. Without self-control. Brutal. Despisers of good. Traitors. Head strong. <laughs> Haughty. Ah, but here it is, beloved. Look. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Underline that. Don't be afraid to write in your Bibles. You don't have to turn them in. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of of God and you shall not worship the God of pleasure now all of us need pleasure in our lives I really believe that I'm not one to sit up here to talk up to stand here and say uh, pleasure does not belong in, belong in your life I'm not saying that God placed us in this marvelous vast creation for his glory, and for us to actually enjoy his provisions. As a matter of fact, we can become so wrapped up and stressed out in our day-to-day responsibilities that we find little or no time for pleasure. Some of you can use a little pleasure in your life. I sure can use some in my life. I was looking at this past message this week, and I said, Lord, it's me. I said, I said, I tried to look. I said, now what have I done uh, for pleasure wise all week? I've done funerals, work, council, move here, do there, sons and orientation in college, run here then thither, calls all the way up to midnight last night, including bringing in the dog. <laughs> and I said, Lord, help me. I said, where's my, I don't have no pleasure. All I'm trying to say, we're in this together. I mean, so I love what I do, but unless you take a break, you will break. So I'm not here today to suggest to you that you ought not have pleasure in your life. All of us need that. That can be a good stress reliever. We need a change of pace. We need to transition sometimes. We need that. But Satan is a master strategist in taking what is good and working it for the evil. 
Pleasure in and of itself is not bad. It is only when we allow the pursuit of pleasure to usurp our pursuit of God and his holiness is when it becomes perverted. Allowing it to become all-consuming is when it becomes our God. You see what I'm saying? When it becomes all-consuming, when you live for it, when it's all you want, all you do, you live to play. Life is just one big play field. What are some examples of pleasure? I've defined it. I've told you we need it. But don't allow Satan to pervert it. What are some examples of pleasure? Well, many get their pleasure from sports. They get their little ball and hit it over the golf course. Spend hours out there. Nothing wrong with hitting that little ball. If you have, that's what you want to do, go and hit it. Go and hit it. But now listen, you ought to get that Bible and can spend as much or more time in the Word. Nothing wrong with watching football, but you can over football yourself. Nothing wrong with basketball. There's nothing wrong with wrestling, if you believe it. (laughs) And uh, it's okay. And some of you, uh, you, 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 you've gone overboard and you take pleasure in uh, some things that really you need to take a look at. Some of you take pleasure in yourself. You live for yourself. You do all for yourself. You buy for yourself. You don't give nobody else none. Don't even get a loan none. <laughs> I ain't. <laughs> Given time, I'm sour. Self, selfish. You, everything is about you. Exercise you. You know, and educate you. Promote you. Some of you take pleasure in your children. And I think it's a good thing to do. You ought to be proud of your children and take pleasure. But you know what? You can even overdo that. So much so that you spoil them. And others of you, you try to live your dreams through your children. And uh, some of you are so wrapped up in your children that you, you, you are depressed when the nest becomes empty. And uh, some of you are saying, I'm glad when it's empty. <laughs> I ain't going to be least bit depressed. I'm counting down. <laughs> some of y'all take pleasure in your pets. Oh, come on, little cuckoo. <laughs> oh, you bathe them and you manicure the nails and you hug them and kiss them and they lick it all in your lips. I don't know how you, I have not yet got a dog to lick me in my face. And they won't even kiss your husband. Stop, won't even kiss your husband. Ain't kiss your husband in a month licking a dog. (laughs) 
I'm talking about pleasure. <laughs> we take pleasure in eating. Many of you take pleasure in bingo. They build a little bingo thing right there on 35. And I'm going to Bible study. I say, I wish we could have that many cars at church. <laughs> on Wednesday night, I mean, they build it. Y'all know, y'all see that place? You can't even get off 35. <laughs> the worship leader said, how many of y'all were here last Wednesday? Y'all know we were going to be here Wednesday. And you excuse yourself and expect God to accept your excuse. Amen. You should have heard that message on that. You needed it, your child needed it, and you were absent because of pleasure. Some live for parties, pleasure and parties. Vacations are good, but you can overdo it. Theme parks, you can overdo movies and blockbusters and videos and shopping and your cars and take pleasure in landscaping. You love manicuring your yard and that brings relief and there's nothing wrong with that. If you enjoy that, it's just your hobby, but don't let it get you. Gardening, participating in sororities and fraternities, promoting certain products, doing good deeds, supporting worthy causes, uh, bring us pleasure. And yet Satan can get into these things that are not bad in and of themselves and subtly lure us into becoming so involved that we no longer seek first the kingdom of God. And before we know it, all of our time, energies, thoughts, money are wrapped up in our pleasure. For example, some saints completely disappear during certain times of the year. They're called seasonal saints. They can't be found during football season. <laughs> Seasonal saints. You know, the church, you know, and that's okay, I guess I'd do it too. I don't have a choice. I have to be a both servant. But in the fall, the first service really picks up. <laughs> Standing room. <laughs> Deer season comes. Many are gone. Looking for that buck. <laughs> when the fish are biting, instead of being at church, the God of pleasure has them on the boat all day on the Lord's day. And also there are multitudes who take pleasure in their sins. Pleasure in their sins. I mean, they can spend, they're not satisfied until they're at the nightclub. I mean, they take pleasure in sex, taking pleasure in sin, pleasure in pornography, take pleasure in lust, take pleasure in deceit. You know, some folk even take pleasure in gossip. They got it's the juicier, the better. Just gossip, phone, phone gossipers, talkers. Some folk take pleasure in grumbling. They can't go a whole week without grumbling. They can't go two hours in church without grumbling. They can't sit through a choir rehearsal or whatever rehearsal without grumbling. Take pleasure in pride. Take pleasure in power, position, and possessions. I tell you, pleasure can get a hold on you. 
And God has me here to bring it to your attention that it can wreak havoc in one's life if you don't sensitize yourself to the need of getting this thing in balance. How do we dethrone the God of pleasure? That's the question I like to ask now. I have given you some examples of pleasure, but how do we dethrone the God of pleasure? Number one, if pleasure has you and you find yourself lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, then you need to repent. First of all, repent and give the Lord his rightful place in your life. That's what you need to do. Are you a lover of pleasure? That's what the book said. Didn't you read that? Are you a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God? Then it is incumbent upon you to repent, give the Lord his rightful place in your life. Let him be preeminent, foremost, first, priority. Repent and say, Lord, I repent of getting my pleasure out of balance. Number two, give room for pleasure in your life without allowing it to possess you. It's okay to enjoy life. It is okay to enjoy what God has created for us to enjoy. It's okay to take a vacation. It's okay to watch a football game. It's okay. It really is. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to go to a party. Don't look at me. It is. It's just what you do. It's okay. It's really okay. You know what? Being a Christian doesn't mean you have to dress up in a long black robe, get under bed, and say the Greek alphabet in reverse. <laughs> and and I, I believe we ought to be a happy people, a joyful people, a people of delight. Uh, I, I think we ought to have fun. Listen, when it's time for me to take care of law's work, I want to have law's work. But listen, if you invite me over to have some fun, I want to have some fun. I'm not going to come over in a priestly collar <laughs> and talk that, that, whatever that kind of voice and that language. I want to just be down to earth, be myself with the common people. That's what Jesus, you know, be with the common people. You know, I, I, I don't want to be so high you can't get to me. Amen. I want to be accessible. Amen. I like having fun. We had that picnic, that church anniversary picnic. I told them, let me quarterback. And they did too. I got a little injured. They iced me up, talked about me. Bad. I know who y'all are to call your names. Okay. My ball wasn't straight, but I was out there. I was out there. I was right in the trenches. Big Alex was coming at me. You get Big Alex and Big Blue coming at you, you in trouble. But that's okay. Oh, I remember so well. We were at Mo Ranch. And I had the audacity to sleep with those boys. And what did I do that for? <laughs> and I remember Sean and Colin and some of the mothers got some water. They were shooting. And they shot me up with water. <laughs> and I was trying to get them back and couldn't. They were too fast. But they'll never, re- they'll always remember that. 
That's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's why I tell Sunday school classes, listen, Sunday school teachers, we're having a teacher staff meeting Tuesday too. I say, yes, you teach them, but do something with them. I mean, do something. Eat an ice cream cone or something. Do something other than teach in the classroom. Get the class out and do something. It is, it is okay to have fun. It is okay to relax. It is okay to enjoy. Just keep it in balance. Thirdly, listen. The pursuit of pleasure, the pursuit of pleasure leaves one bankrupt spiritually and materially. The pursuit of pleasure will leave one bankrupt spiritually and materially. Let's look at some scriptures. Look at Proverbs 21, 17. And we're coming from the Bible. Look at Proverbs 21, 17. Look what it says there. Proverbs 21, 17. Look what it says. Proverbs 21, 17. It says, He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. Do you see that? Underline that. It's in your Bible. He who loves pleasure will be a, a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Oh, you just can't wait to drink and just wait to have fun. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes 2, 1 and 2, it says, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. But surely this also was vanity. I said of laughter, madness. And of mirth, what does it accomplish? To live for these things is in vain. In other words, to put it in a nutshell with these scriptures, too much pleasure can cause one to lose materially and most of all spiritually. What can you lose materially? Well, number one, you can lose out in your education. Parents can send their children to school. There's so much there for fun and parties and game rooms. And family life centers of the school. You know, you got all those things at the school. You can live for the party and flunk out of college. Your mom and daddy are not sacrificing for you to go up there to just have a good play. Education is too expensive for you to be playing around on. If you're not serious, go on to work. It's too high. You lose scholarships. You get scholarships. There are kids who earn scholarships. Get them. And then get to college, get foolish, and lose. Don't you know scholarships are based on your performance? There are those who lose their jobs because of pleasure. They, they play all night, can't get up on time. Lose your home because of pleasure. Lose money because of pleasure. 
There are some men who love the streets so much they lose their wife and children because of pleasure. And most of all, spiritually, you love pleasure so much until you jeopardize and even lose one's own soul. How do you dethrone pleasure? Number four, listen. Pleasure becomes our God. Pleasure becomes our God when we take more delight in the things of this world rather than in the God of our salvation. Pleasure becomes our God when we take more delight in the things of the what? World rather than the God of our salvation. First John 2, 15, 16 is a good scripture for that. First John chapter two, verses 15 through 16, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if you're loving this world so much that you can't be about the father's business, uh, you are jeopardizing your own soul. Love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, who doesn't understand that? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, that's serious. That is really serious. That's why the church can't be the church. Because of pleasure. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.